0: You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Yeah. And this one will last a lifetime. Welcome to Ranger Things. We're recording on Saturday, July 15th, 2023. I'm Carlo Montagnino and I'm joined by Brendan Lyons. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three. And Dave Pacheco. Greetings, fellow Ranger fans. <laughs> Today, we're covering the Emerson re signing, the Keandre Miller re signing. We'll probably talk a bunch about Lafreniere's future here with the Rangers. We'll also go over some former Rangers that we took for granted. And as always, you can visit us on rangerthingspodcast.com, follow us on Twitter, at rangerthings23, and subscribe to the show using the podcast service of your choice. All right, so let's get into it. Ty Emberson, defenseman's re-signed for a one-year deal. Um, I wasn't able to find any salary uh, information. It's probably dirt cheap. It's an AHL contract. Um, just remember, we picked him up when we traded Nemeth and some draft picks uh, in 2022. What I like about this Emerson is another Team USA guy. Two years in the development program, so he has the, the Muse experience. Um, Brenda, what, what, what do you think about this Emerson resigning?
1: Oh, I think I um, I don't care even <laughs> a little bit. Okay, <laughs> like I, I, I yeah, just. Quick scan. Uh, nobody cares about Ty Emerson being signed. No. Well, I, I think, think it's it's always good to have that little bit
2: of extra depth. I mean, injuries are going to happen during the season. Um, if he's used to a system, you know, with Muse and everything like that, and if we're building a Team USA light as uh, as the Rangers are uh, uh, are looking so far, um, I think it's it's you know it's whatever. It's a, it's a depth move. It's it's not it's not breaking the bank. So. Yeah, it's no. milk.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, li- I like it because it, it, it's just another person just push up from the back with, you know, with the guffs is signing and Zach Jones I, having to be here.
1: Yeah, I love that Drury's taking Hartford more seriously, and this is a great sign mm-hmm. for the Wolfpack. Yep. For Hartford, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this kid's never going to see Garden Ice. You know, I don't care about Hartford particularly. I do like that there's a winning culture being developed there. Cause I think it's good for, you know, some of the young kids that we're going to draft and are going to spend a handful of games or maybe a season there before coming up. So yeah. I mean, as far as that's concerned, great. Perfect.
0: Yeah. It, you know, just to give a stat line, it's not impressive. 12 goals, 27 assists in 132 AHL games. I mean, no one's, no one's crying if we don't sign him. But again, it's just exactly. a depth signing. It's it's a Hartford signing. Um, yeah, he probably never sees Garden Nice. You're 100% right. Exactly. But again, just any pressure to get Zach Jones moving, I think, is good. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. All right. I agree. Any I agree. final
1: thoughts on Ty Emerson? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a, I mean, it's a pretty big spotlight around Ty Emerson, but I think another defenseman may have re signed within the last couple of days. Oh, oh, you mean not, yeah, not quite the not quite the same splash as Ty Emberson. but <laughs> you mean Keandre Miller. Yeah, I think we might have re-signed Woo! Keandre Miller.
0: That was a two-year deal, at 3.9 per season. You know, he's and this is a great signing. You know, Brenda, I don't know if you want to jump in, Dave, but yeah,
1: yeah, I think this is uh you know, I think a lot of people thought he was gonna get roughly the same amount as Byron. And he did. I think he got what, like twenty or twenty-five thousand more. Or this mm-hmm. is like, I think it's a great signing for him. I think mm-hmm. his agent did a really good job. You know, I know he wanted a little bit more, but it just wasn't there for the taking. Yeah. And you know, clearly he wanted to stay with the Rangers and took a little bit of a pay cut. And it's only it's two just, years. It's two years, so he'll 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 get his paycheck in two and years, he, and he'll deserve it. Absolutely. If things keep going the way they're going, and I think it's you know Drury just continues to make smart decisions.
0: Yeah. You know, and another thing I really love about this signing is that at the end of this contract, he's still an RFA without arbitration rights. So that's a huge, so if he, you know, Hey, two years is a long time. If he doesn't have that, he can't sit, he can't sit there and ask for more money. It's really just whatever we give him or hit the road.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think this is, this contract is evidence much like the heat contract that these kids want to be here yes which is important you know uh and they're taking i know they're young and they're these they weren't going to get big contracts either way but they're taking they're letting drury shave a couple hundred thousand off here and a couple hundred thousand off there so that we can continue to make the cap work you know things work with the salary cap and they can continue being rangers and i think that's important if you're going to develop a winning culture he's buying it and i think that's important right he's a tremendous young talent. I love Keandre Miller. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think if you don't like Keandre Miller, you've you don't understand hockey at a fundamental level, like, or
2: you're a racist.
1: Yeah, or you're racist. all right.
2: Yeah, which I've I, I no no I've heard, I've heard a no, lot that's, of that's like, that's a old, real thing. Old, older boomer people are like I don't like this kid Keandre Miller. I'm like why he hits, yeah. he scores, he's he's electric on the ice when he's when he's on. He's a thug. Yeah, it's it, it's it's deplorable deplorable comments that I've heard, yeah. and uh, oh, they man. they don't know their ass from their elbow, yeah. uh, to be honest. Yeah, um, I mean, think
0: he's just yeah. the, he's just the most exciting defenseman we have, like bar none. Like when he yeah. breaks, he it like Fox is good. He's a solid. He's he can move the puck. He, he's offensively gifted. Sure, Truba is steady. Lindgren is like meat and potatoes. Miller is he gets the puck he gets his wheels going man like something's going to happen it's, it's like you get up out of your chair to watch Miller enter the M- zone
2: Miller's like a good blend like in between he's the middle of the road between Truba and Fox on this team he's got the he's got the offensive chops he's got speed and he he can he can throw down some good hits i mean yeah. i'm pretty sure he laid out a veteran a couple of times oh yeah. Uh, yeah last season that were pretty noticeable
1: yeah, I think our decor is. I, people took a lot of shit about our decor, but I think our decor is lights out. I really do. You know, I I agree with you, Carlo. I think Miller is the most important part of our decor right now, not because he's better than Fox, right? But but yeah. but because there are intangible there are intangibles. There's a ceiling there that mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Uh, we know like Fox is truly great. Yeah, he's truly sure. great. Like. We know that at some point we are gonna watch 23 get lifted into the rafters. And, it won't,
0: bookable, right. wow. and it won't be
1: Bookaboom, sadly. We we know we know we're gonna we're gonna watch that game and it's gonna be well deserved. But what Fox, what 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 Miller is that Fox isn't, is explosive. Yes. Miller yes. is explosive and he's exciting and he's a game breaker. He has game breaking potential. You know, how many times have we seen Miller just explode and go coast to coast and just do something that just lights the whole building on fire? Yeah. You know, uh, he, he's made some like Datsukian uh, moves uh, yeah.
2: on the goalies and everything like that. So, right. yeah, he's, he's definitely a lot of fun to watch. Right. And um, with his this with cap hit for the next two years. Perfect. Yeah. Um, hopefully the the cap goes up next year. Which I'm not. Uh, hopefully, I'm not jumping a shark right now. Um, but <clears throat> now with the current sal- salary cap, uh, it is two, two point three o three four one seven to sign Lafreniere. He's the last person on the roster that needs a contract, uh, and it's got it's got to be a show me contract yeah. because he mm. is not um, lived up. But this goes back to what we were saying last week with the system and. I think it's important to note that Keandre Miller bought in and he had a he had what a couple games under Dan Quinn. That's when he first started coming up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too many. And I think the fact that he went through two coaches already, is gonna be on his third coach, and he's still buying in, taking less money to stay with the Rangers. I think that there is a buzz in in, in the organization. I think there there's a clear message, especially in the offseason, what Jury what has has been doing. That we're putting ourselves into a good position to compete and and win in the next year, hopefully, <laughs> and, and and beyond. So, no no qualms. Let's get laugh signed. Hopefully, he will take the I guess the remaining cap money because I don't see any other moves that um they they would be willing to make or pretty good job. <laughs> Well, no. Yeah,
0: I mean, barring exactly. a miracle, it's, it's not going to yeah. happen. It's not. Well, it's not gonna I, happen. I would oppose this because I want to jump into Lafreniere. It's on our it's on our docket, so we will do it. But I, before we do that, right, we have to stretch a little bit. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Miller, second pairing with Truba. Do you see him moving to the first I pairing? So. I
1: hope so. Because I, I like love- Lingren.
0: I like Lingren a lot. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You know there's room to make that first pairing a little bit more dynamic. Like, Fox is great. I love Fox, awesome player, but I think he is so
1: stiff. Mm -hmm. Get Miller up on
0: that first pairing, maybe?
1: He can be. He can be. I think Violette could and should get creative. I, You know, I think it's, you know, we've talked about this before. We're going to lock up a playoff position by Thanksgiving. You know, who cares where, like, who cares where we land, one to three? Once we know we're gonna get in, start fucking around. Start, you right. know, start playing around. You know, move Miller up. Play him with Fox. Uh, let Zach Jones get some burn. Mm-hmm. You know, try out some weird forward. You know, you know lineups. See what can and can't work before the playoffs come. That was one of Gallant's biggest flaws, as he was just not flexible.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think Jones is. He's the number six guy. Like he's there. He he's gotta go through waivers. So he's playing as many games as he can until he completely shifts the bed. And yeah, so I think they,
1: they should give him a real opportunity.
0: Yeah, they need to.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like look, look
2: at the look at the, the decor as it stands right now. So Fox Truba, Miller, Lindgren, that's locked down. And now you have Schneider, Harper, which they've both been taking uh big strides.
1: Schneider's yeah. a mainstay. Schneider is a mainstay. Yeah. So now
2: that's gonna... that's one D position left. Now you have Gustafson, Harper, and Mackie fighting for that. Mackie, um, I don't, I you know, I don't know, really. No, where I think he's going to land.
0: Your defensemen are locked up. On you know, you have your taxi squad of like, your well, your your bench okay, guys. Sixth. Yeah, like the six are locked up, right? So it's like it's that seventh defenseman who who rolls around with them. They get Harper. Gustafson, Gustafson is not going to be in the HL. He's going to be scratched a bunch, Mm
1: -hmm. but he's he's going he's going to be with the team. I agree. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like Harper might be in Hartford for a long stretch during the season because again, Jones, he cannot. He can can he start the season in Hartford but and come up and not go back down? Like the second he's a Ranger, he cannot. Mm -hmm. He they're not going to let him go. Uh, So it's I think the top six. I think the six is lined up. You have. You're right. You have Schneider, Jones, Lindgren, Truba, Fox, Miller. Yeah. You're right. And then Gustafson. Yeah.
1: Gustafson is the seventh, the seventh yeah. D-man. And I think Lobby Let should make some match. You should play around. Absolutely. Uh, one last thing I'm gonna say about Miller. I'd like to say about Miller that uh kind of ties into a little bit of what Dave said. Uh and I think what a lot of people are like refusing to believe is that Miller is not only is he explosive and like a tremendous talent, but he is best friends with who is the single without debate, most important player on our roster. And that is Alexi Lafreniere. There Mm -hmm. is no other player on this roster as important to this team's future as laugh. And if you know, people want to, people want to say he needs to prove it. Like Dave just said, I don't, I disagree. People say he's a bum. I think that's ridiculous. People say he's a bust. I think that's insane. Miller is last best friend. He puts a smile on our most important player's face. Yeah. And pay, so pay Miller. Keep him around.
0: So Lafreniere. so for Lafreniere, right? As of today, the Rangers have two point three to sign Lafreniere. He'll get maybe that's a one year deal. Here's two point three for one year.
1: So they actually have a little bit more, because they're not going to carry. They're more than likely going to carry a 22-man roster, and some of that money you're looking, you know, cat friendly is showing like Belzile yeah. and stuff like that. Those guys, a lot of that, a lot of that money is going to go to the A. Uh, they're projecting that the Rangers are going to have just over three million, and I mm-hmm. think you'll probably see Lafreniere get a two-year deal, 2.7, 2.8 uh Drury's gonna probably want to leave about four to five hundred thousand dollars to accrue for Kane later in the season. Well he's gonna want to accrue enough money and save a fourth round draft pick to bring in Tyler Mott, you know like he does (laughs) over yet. Which I
0: I'm all for. That'd be great.
1: But I just I want to go back and I want to challenge you Dave with this like show me contract idea because I hear this (laughs) I hear this show me or prove it. When it comes to Lafreniere, Okako, and I think it's so fucking ridiculous. You know, I get it. They don't always pass the eye test. But you want, like, we love Miller because Miller made the most out of opportunity. Lafreniere has not had the opportunity. And I will die on that hill. Lafreniere is not a third-line left winger. That is not, that is not his game. Lafreniere is a top six. Lo- let, me, let me finish this point because I'm fucking angry about it, Carlo. I'm fucking angry about it. I'm sick and tired of people just shitting on this. I'm kid, agreeing with you, but go ahead. You know, who's also still a fucking kid. Like, he's a kid. Yeah. Right? And typically, number one overall draft picks go to teams that fucking suck. And they, mm-hmm. they eat up all the minutes and they get all the fucking power play time and they get all their points and everybody loves them. This kid went to a team and got stuck behind Chris Kreider and Artemi Panarin.
0: Yeah. So, Brendan, I agree with you. I agree and with your still, whole sentiment.
1: He's still a team leader on 5v5 points, and he gets he gets no yeah. power play time. So show I, me what. Show me what, Dave. That's, show and, me
2: what he can do. In every
1: time every time he's on the ice. Every time he's on the ice, he puts it in the fucking net. I want <laughs> to
2: see what he can could- do. Dave. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to see what he could do in a competent system. Listen, I agree with your points. You know, you're not wrong, because coming from Dan Quinn, the Dan Quinn style of coaching and 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 Gerard Gallant's lack of coaching, uh, I I agree he wasn't put in the best position to succeed. But there needs to be a big jump now, and he's under Laviolette. I have faith that he will get the – he will be put into that position. He will get the minutes. He will get the line mates around him to really uh, emphasize his skill and right. what, what we got in a number one draft pick.
1: Right. But here's what I want you and every other Ranger fan to remember. <laughs> but especially you, Dave. Like Dave, o- yes. Like opening night in the garden, if this kid is on the top line and he's on power play one – if he doesn't score a goal, a highlight reel goal Come. on the first in the first power play that he's ever in, like keep in mind that that nobody's screaming for fucking Chris Kreider's head to be mounted on a light pole on Broadway when he goes cold for months at a time, right? This kid not only needs the opportunity, but he needs time in role. Like mm-hmm. he needs yep. time in the role to grow. Right. And it's like you we this is we've never been in a better situation to just put him and Kako on that top line and just let them do their thing. You know, you've got a safety net in Panarin, Trocheck, Kreider, Wheeler. You've got all these fucking safety nets. Let these kids fucking skate. Just put them on the top line and let them play This the brand of hockey. We brought them here to play.
0: Whose center is Kako Lafreniere?
1: Mika. Okay. Mika's our hands-down number one overall center. He's our guy on the top line. That is a fire fucking line. That
0: That is good. Well, brother, I just want to go back. I think I I agree with you on everything except for one point. I think Lafreniere passes the eye test. It's aside from that five-on-five number, his numbers are shit. Right. He, every time I watch him play, this kid's good. He's in the right spot. He's doing the right things. He's, it feels like he's snake bitten, but really it's just he has not enough minutes to get over it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my only
1: point of contention with what you said. But yeah, you know, you're right. Cause nobody ever talks about the brand of hockey this kid plays away from the puck. Right. He's, he's really responsible. And it's,
2: and it's, yeah. and it's hard to have a short memory when, when you fuck up on a play mm-hmm. when you're sitting on the bench for four minutes. Right. I don't know.
1: I just think pe- people need to give this kid a shot. They need to give this kid a shot. They need to give cock. I'm, I'm glad people are finally starting to come around on cocko. you know, cause you know, what's going to happen? The same thing o- that always happens. These kids are going to demand out and they're going to go be fucking superstars somewhere else. And it's, you know what, it's at some point, it's not the fucking the players. It's a combination of the organization being reactionary because they are, they are beholden to, New York sports media and us, the mm. the you know hot take inbound, right? <laughs> the single worst fucking fan base on the planet. New York sports fans are trash. We are trash. There's no I can't way to argue mind. with that. We're I trash. We're trash. Our team suck because we don't give them because we just trash them. We're never fucking happy. We, no, are, no, we are What's no, another Leaf reason? Fans, I think across the board for oh. every sport, we are Maple
2: Leafs. Fan. No, I, I think the problem with New York sports in general is because the, the New York Yankees set an insane precedent in the last twenty five years with their, with their legacy of winning. Yeah, but look like, at Yankee fans now. Oh yeah, no, they're they're bitter and they live in the past.
0: Yeah, correct. But I that's mean, because
2: you, they got spoiled.
0: Yeah, but you, you're absolutely right. Like you're, the Yankees absolutely set a bad precedent but it's also there is a point in which you have to not let the back page of the post dictate your mood. Mm -hmm. That rag. And, you know, and like, I mean, hey, the post is the post. Read it. Don't read it. Who cares? That sports page runs the city sports. Mm -hmm. Larry Brooks runs people's opinions on the Rangers. And like him or not, he's not necessarily the most insightful. He has the most access, but. Right. You know, he's kind of like a mouthpiece, so as long as people are talking about the Rangers, you know, Dolan's happy. Yeah. He's he's the Boomer mouthpiece.
1: Yeah. Well, they, I think he's
0: Dolan's mouthpiece. Like, he's there to report what Dolan wants reported, you know. Boomers or not, like, I mean, boomers are – they read it, but they're like, <laughs> I can't
1: – This is becoming a common theme on our show.
0: Yeah, well, like, <laughs> I – New York Ranger fans suck and the the most vocal ones are the boomers really. Yes,
2: and and listen, we're just bitter because we're from two generations below them and you know, they've ruined the economy for us. So maybe yeah, that's okay. you know seeping into this.
1: I think it's time for the post to like, you know, I know a lot of people like Larry Brooks, but I think it's time for the post to just fucking hand the reins over to Molly Walker. She's so she's such a better sports writer and she's so like she's developed she understands sports media in 2023 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like molly molly walker is she's on podcasts like i'd love to get molly walker to come on this but if if at any point we get fans we should try to get molly walker to come chat with us uh because she's super insightful you know she knows what she's talking about she she's not just a rangers mouthpiece she also covers the islanders uh yeah it's time it's time larry I mean I don't dis like he
0: it's the access that I like from Larry, Larry Brooks right like he knows he has the inner workings he's going to break news a month before it comes out like you if you read brooks or if you really read him he'll plant the seeds and then two months later the thing he planted a seed about is now comes to fruition oh, yeah. right
1: just like just like he planted the seed for Jack coming to New York no, that
0: was that was him trying to get clicks, obviously. But just like
1: he planted the seed for Tank getting resigned. Or everyone, for, okay. Listen, or, you're really cherry picky like he, here. Brent. Just like he plant, <laughs> just like he planted the seed that Pittsburgh was gonna fucking fire Mike Sullivan for no reason at all.
0: No, see, he, <laughs> this is how smart Larry Brooks is. He reads oh. all these itis, idiots on Twitter and just gives the story that they want to read, so that they click to his post. He, Hander, he He's got kids to put through college. I I I assume. I have no idea. Or grandkids. Or grandkids right. or guys cares. Let's not but, spend any
1: more time in this episode talking about Larry Brooks.
0: <laughs> I'm indifferent to him. Um all right, so I mean, what do you guys want to do? We could talk salary cap rumors. We could take a break. What are you thinking?
1: I think we should take a quick break, but I think we both like before we before we go to break, I just want to reiterate that I'm right about Alexi Lafreniere. And if you disagree with me, you're <laughs> done. I don't think he needs well, to Well not show just to you. I'm not just to you. Yeah, I'm in general. Ranger fans sound off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean it's it like kind in, of a show in, me contract because we can't afford anything longer term. Right? And he won't take anything longer term. Yeah.
1: You know, I've got this real like QAnon conspiracy theory that um will hear me out before yeah. you roll your eyes. I'm not hear rolling out. I think that we like, we got the number two overall pick and we were like, oh, fucking awesome. Right. And then we got the number one overall pick and we were like, what? Like, we didn't expect this to happen. Fuck. Now we've got two guys who could potentially become stars on this team. And we just fucking backed the Brinks truck up for Truba, Kreider, right. Panarin. Because that's what you do right after announcing a rebuild. You blow twenty <laughs> plus million dollars on three guys. Um well, Twenty mean, it, on it, just
2: Mika and Panarin. Well, Mika
1: yeah. came. Mika came later, but you know but like, they announced you, they announced was, the rebuild, Then they threw a bunch of money. They threw they they signed Kreider. They gave Truba eight mil, and then they they you know they went after Panarin, which is not what teams do in a rebuild. But whatever they did it, and I don't think they but, expected to get the number two and number one overall right. picks. But. but if anyone thought this
0: rebuild from the letter is going to be like a 10-year, 5-year, 6-year ordeal, you're out of your fucking mind.
1: But listen, let me get to my this fucking This was going conspiracy.
0: to be on the... Okay, yeah, please. Let
1: me get to my fucking ex- my conspiracy, <laughs> bro. Here we my, go. Like, I think that there's been like a real effort to fucking hamstring Capocacco and Alexi Lafreniere. I don't... Like, I think they're being hamstrung so they don't have to get paid.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense,
1: and maybe that's fucking crazy. Maybe no, I don't crazy. think that's crazy at or all. because but these kids are clearly being hamstrung. They're better than they than they look. They're yeah, better than yes. what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, I mean that is that's some wild shit. Um, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's that off base because you can't buy everyone out. We can't afford to buy everyone out. You can't trade half these guys like Trocheck, Panarin. These guys have no move clause, no trade clauses. Right. Like, you're stuck paying them for the next four years. So, yeah, I mean.
1: That's why I think this is a pivotal year, right? Because the salary cap is supposed to jump next year, and then the year after that, and the year after that. We're supposed to get a couple of consecutive jumps. So, I think, like, the days of hamstringing these kids are over. I think we see fucking career seasons out of Capococco, and Alexi Lafreniere, like the players we drafted, the high, high expectations we had, I think we're about to be able to cash in on them. I'm the most excited for these two guys. And I think if there's anything that the last few years of them just being fucking completely underutilized has done for them, is it got them to grow parts of their game that they yeah. might, they, they have, they have. I think they have layers to their game now that maybe Jack Hughes doesn't even have. Right? Yeah, I agree. Kako can play defense.
0: Hmm. Kako he's good at it. He's very Kapo good at defense. can
1: protect can protect the puck, you know. Uh Alexi Lafreniere has this sort of pest layer to his game. Mm-hmm. This sort of like Brad Marchand layer
0: to his yeah. game
1: now where he's, you know, he's he's chippy and he's laughing in people's faces and stuff like that these are layers that play you know that playing in the bottom six those grinded minutes you know having to earn it every fucking night <laughs> has given them and now if 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 they get let off the leash
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's
1: a dangerous fucking team. I think they're we're a dangerous team.
2: Listen, Brendan, nobody wants Lafreniere and Kako to succeed more than me and Carlo because he has a Lafreniere jersey and I have a <laughs>
0: Kako jersey. So please. I cannot afford another jersey that doesn't pay off, Brent. Yeah,
1: you guys should have got Fox jerseys like I did. Just it's a sure bet. <laughs> oh, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. A sure bet. You it never would... buy it. You never buy a jersey that's not a defenseman or a goalie. First of all, never yeah, buy, yeah. How never did that work out for my Mc,
2: McDonough jersey?
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> well, well I, I have a Panera. You
0: bought it too late. You bought like three yeah. seasons too late. No, you, you, you. never <laughs> no, buy I a, didn't. I bought it early.
1: <laughs> you never buy a captain's jersey either. Not. I got a, it. Team. I got it before he got the
2: captain hood, bro. Oh yeah. Sorry, bud. No A, no C on that shit. Sorry, buds. Yeah, that's sour worth. grapes.
0: All right. Well, with that with the sour grapes let's we'll take some time we'll get it to rinse our mouths a bit and uh, when we come back we're going to talk a bit about Rangers players from the past that we may have taken for granted stick around hey Ranger Things listeners you probably already know that you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Google or just listen by visiting rangerthingspodcast.com but did you know you can also follow us on Twitter, at rangerthings23? Were you aware that you can email us at contact at rangerthingspodcast.com? Feel free to DM or email us any questions, feedback, or suggestions. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Ranger Things. All right. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, Dave. I want. To, I want you after you're done with that fat vape. I want to hear <laughs> what you, uh, you're, you're. This is your initial segment here. I want to hear you introduce this, introduce it. So,
2: fellow Ranger fans, um, we're gonna go back in time right now, and we're gonna go look at some players that we didn't know how good we had it with them. Now I'm just gonna rattle off uh, a few names for for you people out there and and for my fellow co-hosts just
1: just to set the stage. you are gonna rattle off a few names well, just to set the stage. Uh,
0: Would you say we didn't know what? We, well, give us the premise a little bit more.
1: First of all, before you start, Carlo, can we throw in some sort of a like, you know, back in time sound effect? You know, We're, yeah,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll just pull the back, clip from
1: back, 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 back in time.
0: I'm just gonna pull the clip from Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. okay that's what i'm gonna do let me write that down okay go ahead dave set
1: the stage
2: so the first name we're gonna go back to the 90s that who we should have never let go because we didn't know how good he was or we didn't appreciate how good he was and that is peter nedved Mm
1: -hmm.
2: not who i thought you were gonna say but i i agree completely and during that same time frame, the defenseman most beloved, and actually both of these players wore twenty-one: Sergei Zubov, Nedved, and 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 Zubov.
0: So, so just for the audience, Dave's number is twenty-one. Yeah. Yes, sir. And 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 my brothers. I so mean, we Dave
1: were... <laughs> only knows hockey players who wear the number twenty-one. Oh
0: yeah,
2: explicitly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so those are two, like, yeah. I mean, Zubov is like a no-brainer. Like this guy is a Hall of Fame worthy defenseman wait is he in the hall of fame i don't
2: know he he might be
1: or he he was on the ballot in the last 10 years hold on i'm gonna do some fucking primo (laughs) podcasting right now Well, i
0: mean you're you're absolutely right i mean like nedved and zubov like these are two players who played well for the rangers
1: right and and and
2: although nedved had two stints with the rangers it, it it was you know it was interrupted with him going to pittsburgh and everything and that was just like mm-hmm. it was like why you, you could have had him the whole time, Um yeah. So, the next shooting up in a couple of years, I have P A Parento.
0: Okay, ooh. that that's that's interesting. Who is like? Interesting.
2: I mean, he didn't blow the doors off, but he was a solid player for for the Isles, and and was it a uh, Ottawa right? He he went to mm-hmm. to Ottawa at one yes. point. Like I just he had size and he had hands. He can he can stick handle, but he was underutilized and, and and they didn't have the right, I guess maybe coaching staff. I think what was that? Was that um that wasn't Colin Campbell? Was that
0: Tom Rainey? I think so. I think that was Rainey. Tom Vaney? Tom Vaney. Well,
2: if, uh, if, you, if you don't know people, we used to call him Tom Vaney because when he would scream on the bench, a giant vein would pop up in his forehead. It was like it was like Broadway was there and it was just <laughs> pumping
1: blood.
0: <laughs> so so I Dave,
1: Dave uh, Zubov was inducted into the Hall of Fame he in was, um, 2019, rightfully so.
2: And my um my last name on this list which is kind of a no-brainer and the most recent of uh of X-Ranger players, JT Miller who has been much of uh trade speculation in the last couple of years with Vancouver shitting the bed. Um, I really, I loved him. I, I still love him as a player. I think he's great. American boy, you know, he would, yes. he would be, great. he would fit great on this team. Yeah. Provided we had the cap room and we'd move, uh, you know, a couple of people, but you know, it's lost now.
0: So Dave, I have two questions for you. The first one, do you truly think that it was utilization being the reason why Paronto didn't work in New York.
2: Um, may, maybe what he was drafted with the Rangers, correct? And and he or he was here as as a, you know in his early stages. I think just maybe he didn't have the pieces around him during that time. Because, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm I'm just. But so he was up-
0: drafted by the Ducks in 2001. All right, drafted by the Ducks, but he came here in two thousand seven. Right? Oh, okay,
2: so so he traded a for pick. a
0: seventh round pick. So,
2: which is a steal.
0: That yeah. is a steal.
2: And then just totally, you know, yeah. uh, uh, doesn't make any sense to me, man.
0: All right, so my second question: JT Miller, right? Like, what, what, what do you think? I'm sure there's a million people who think a million things. What do you think went wrong there? Was it just money?
1: Torts. Torts? I, I, I think uh, as good as Torts no, was... I, that, I don't think Torts had anything to do with it. But Finish your statement, sorry.
2: <laughs> I, th- I think Torts left a bad taste in a lot of players' mouths. Yeah. You know, he took a lot of skilled players and he had them abuse their fucking bodies. Which is like you know they're they're made to score goals not to block shots but i i get the the sentiment and and the, the kind of um you know uh mind frame you want to build for the for the, the players on your team but it just you get you got players ruined like yeah. girardi
0: he ruined <laughs> girardi's like, career
2: yeah like Cal- callahan even like even though callahan was more of a shot blocker you know two way player um Didn't really light up the score sheet, but he did it. He did it uh, certainly enough, and because he was on the smaller side, but you can't have him. Girardi, uh, who else did he ruin? (laughs) Strawman, Kreider left left a bad taste in 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 Kreider's mouth. Um, it's just it's it's really a shame (laughs) to see some of these players that we had and, and and lost or you know traded away totally um broken down. Yeah. And then it, it hurts even more when Tampa
1: turned, you know,
0: half
2: three
1: of Rangers those players team. into, <laughs> <laughs> into, into the of Cup champions. champions. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know. Uh so I don't so he only played one season with under torts.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was a like it was his rookie year. He only played 26 games. I, um then he only played 30 games that was 2012-2013 right mm-hmm. then he only played 30 games in his in the 13-14 year the the cup run year so i'd say his first real year with the rangers his first almost complete year with the rangers was 14-15 the presidents trophy year uh and that was a modest year 10 goals 13 assists 23 points he was a plus 5 and what line was he on
0: third I line agree.
1: Yeah. Probably third line. He, yeah.
0: This is another Lafreniere situation.
1: Yeah. His breakout year was 15-16, 82 games played, 22 goals, 21 assists, 43 points, plus 10. Uh, and then after that, he was a 40-point player, minus one, but that was 17-18. We we're on the decline. And then we sold him off with McDonough. And I agree with you, Dave. We I think in re- I think in retrospect. And please, nobody come for me for this. Please, nobody come for me. <laughs> Begging I think, for people to come for him. <laughs> I think we would have gotten more at the time for Chris Kreider than we did for JT Miller. And I think Miller would have been a more important part. And I, I get it that Kreider was chasing the rocket, Richard just two years ago. I get it. But I think JT Miller has become a more consistent hockey player.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with you. I think guy, the the Kreider Miller comparison for Ranger fans that we're anticipating is all recency bias, right? Like Kreider was not the player; he had the glimpse of it, but he was not the player he was then that he is. He had the that speed season or the season before.
1: He had the speed for sure, but he didn't have the the, the finishing, you know. Who goes to him? He developed layers to his game yeah. that nobody saw coming. You know, his net front presence now is exactly is beyond elite. But, you know, I don't see why they couldn't have kept them both. You know, why You know why couldn't you have had, you know, Zabanajad Miller, and Kreider been sort of your your more mid-20s core that you were going right. to build on? Because, like,
0: what was the salary that they saved Trading Miller, not much,
1: right? Yeah, and Miller makes Miller right now is making like I think. Well, how much does Miller make right now?
0: I'm looking it up. Go ahead, continue. Go go beyond that, and then we'll well, talk.
1: Well, I think I think Miller's salary is comparable to maybe Trochek's. Probably,
2: I have probably around seven mil. I think, but you know, I think the Rangers just want to sign players like you know Benoit Pouliot.
0: I'm sorry, eight million.
1: Yeah, so million. he's making two million more than than Trochek. And he's definitely worth more than like he's definitely worth every penny of that two million more than he makes than, than Trochek. yeah yes.
2: At this point, we'll see if, if Trochek can, you know, shake off the yeah. rust.
0: Yeah, um, we'll see what Trochek looks
1: like. We'll see what Trochek looks like under La you know. I I,
0: I like La Violette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the Trochek and people hate the Trochek thing, and I get it. It's a long time. Yeah, but it's again with the cap going up. It that's good. that contract's gonna just look better every year for about three years. Yeah, you know, even, because what what's the worst case scenario in three years? He's a fourth line center. You have Vincent Trocheck is your fourth line center in three years. That's pretty just, fucking good.
1: Not a bad problem to have. Yeah, not all, not all, but it's just it's the years, it's the money, and it's just the fact that we didn't. It was unnecessary. It was an unnecessary signing. It was kind of a knee jerk reaction to how they. They got handled
2: uh, on the face off circle, mm-hmm. which it it does make sense, but he has underperformed.
0: I don't think so. He's a he's a he's a five and a half million dollar center. Face off wise second line. I'm,
2: I'm just specifically face off wise, he has definitely not come as advertised.
0: Yeah, I mean, should we be paying for face offs? Probably, but at this point where we were we just needed a center. And he filled that role, and he's going to fill that role for a while. Like, we have guaranteed depth of center because of Vincent Chorchak. Yeah. And at five and a half, like, that's not that bad. You know, it's yeah. really not that bad. Like, you're going to, whatever spike that the cap hits, like, a five and a half million dollar third line center is going to be commonplace across the league.
1: Hopefully.
2: Yeah. Well, getting back to the, the task at hand, though, <laughs> Who wants to jump in next with there, we didn't know how good we had it with
1: this player? You can go ahead, Carlo.
0: Okay, I'm, sure. So, when I when I heard this question, um, I kind of said, like, well, who, who do we, like, not take full advantage of? Who do we not, like, really... And I only have one name. Dave, you had four names. That's awesome. I picked one. One name stood out to me more than anybody, and that's Alexei Kovalov. And this is not some kind of, like, weird 94 Rangers thing, like, this guy doubled his production the second he left the Rangers. <laughs> like he went, and again, two stints with the Rangers, sandwiched with you know, sandwiched around the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um this guy was lights out the season he left the Rangers, right? Yeah. He had a shortened That's season, a- he had a shortened season in 98, 46 points in 63 games, sure. And then it was Up from there every season, and he was until that really bad Pittsburgh season in 2001. But he was on mediocre Pittsburgh teams, actually, he was on one or two of those are pretty good. Came back to the Rangers, went to Montreal. Montreal, I'm gonna just read you his point totals okay, 65 47 84. 65. This guy is lights out, sniper. yeah, he's a total sniper. This dude's thick, and we let him go way too early. We could have probably squeezed another three years out of this guy, and had a completely different team in the whole late '90s, early 2000s. We could have had a completely different team. Let this guy run rampant. He was—he was lights out. I—I I don't know. This guy had the touch. This guy had the speed. You know, he had fans loved him. It wasn't like we didn't like the guy. Like how many Kovalov jerseys do you see in the garden still? Oh God, mm-hmm. so many! And he—he
2: he was actually when when I got my first jersey, when I was thinking about get, getting my first jersey, it was either Asa Teekinen, Adam Graves, <laughs> or Kovalov. Yes, Teekinen is the outlier. I just love you're this probably the of play. only
0: person who's ever said <laughs> I want my first jersey to be Ace Teekinen, except for like his son. <laughs>
2: I think, I think I did all right with, with Adam Graves, my, oh, my yeah. favorite Ranger of all time.
0: The Chris Kreider prototype, by the way.
2: Yep, 100%. Now, I think that's why I love Kreider so much, and I have his jersey. So yes. <laughs> stop talking
1: shit about him, Brendan. <laughs> I love Chris Kreider. <laughs> I'm a huge Chris Kreider guy. It's well documented that I'm a huge Chris Kreider guy. So, yeah, so Cole was my guy. I mean, I don't have a ton
0: much more to say. It's like this is – Enough said. It's enough said. Like just the numbers alone, like this guy had so much potential that, I mean, we we got what we could get out of him. And, again, this is like almost like a JT Miller situation where just get a couple more years out of him and then you're going to see that really pick up and really change the way that the team can play around him. Like we could have built around Kovalov instead of him being a supporting character in you know a larger scheme.
2: Now swinging it over to you, Brendan, what is your pick for I right. didn't know how good we had it?
1: So I I had four players as well, Dave, but one of mine was JT Miller, and We talked we we talked about that already. Uh, when I when I heard this when I heard this question when I heard you talk about this question. Uh, I sort of, I had a combination. I had a, my thoughts were a combination of what sort of like your line of thinking and Carlos' line of thinking. Like we didn't know what we had until it was gone. But also for one, like one of my guys, he was with us the like the entirety of his career, just about. And I still think he was kind of underappreciated. Even right, he, save
0: him for last because I I'm think I know him. who you're talking I'm, about.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna save him for last. I'm gonna start Matthew Barnaby. Yeah. I'm going to start with who I think is when you consider when he was a Ranger uh, and the type of player he was is like at the top of my most underappreciated Rangers of all time list. And that is number 17, Brandon Dubinsky.
0: I love Dubinsky.
1: Everybody loved Dubinsky. Uh, You know, uh, Brandon Dubinsky for a team that, for a team that historically has just been desperate for Big body centerman who can move the puck well and win face offs. Yep. yep. This guy, like, he not only did he check all the boxes, but he was a real, like, he was a lunch pail guy. He was a real, oh, tort- yeah. he was a real Tortorello guy.
0: Yeah. And whose four check was better than Dabinsky's?
1: Nobody's that I could remember. And let me just, let me just read, let me just, let me just shoot some stats <laughs> uh, just some face-off percentage stats that you so the only year Brandon Dubinsky's face-off percentage stats dipped were under 50 percent were his rookie season where he only played six games and they were 46.15 wow. percent every other year for the rest of his career his his worst year his very worst year he was dead even 50.76%. Holy shit. That's the worst year of his career. We you know, would kill for this
0: guy today. <laughs> on yeah. the dot.
1: And that was he played, he he maintained that level of excellence on the faceoff dot from 2007 to 2019. Wow. wow.
0: That's Jesus. crazy. I did not I did not realize he had not dipped later in his career.
1: Right? And we trade, and he was part of maybe the most underwhelming trade in range, like the of Ranger history, the fucking the Rick Nash trade. I mean,
0: I don't hate Rick Nash being a Ranger. Yeah, uh, in hindsight, would you give up Dubinsky for that?
1: There's never been a bigger loser than the New York Rangers in the Rick Nash trade. It well, was you look ball. at the you
2: look at it cap wise, and, and and how it's set didn't set him back, but you know he, Nash wasn't the producer that he was in Columbus when he came to the Rangers.
1: Wait, hold on. wait, was it Nash that he was a packaged for or was he part of the brassard trade? Nash. Nash. Who do we say for
0: who, who, Zibanejad.
1: Was, who was It, it was Brassard no, for oh no, when, when that was to get Brassard. That was Brassard to Ottawa for Zibanejad. Was it Anisimov that we that went to? That went to Columbus for Broussard? It was like a year or two after the Nash deal?
0: No. So Broussard came to us from Ottawa. We got Zibanejad, which was the, the heist of the century. That's
1: your, the, your, We traded Broussard to Ottawa for Zibanejad. Correct. I'm talking about who did we trade to Columbus for Derek Broussard years prior. Dubinsky. No. Oh, let me
0: Let me pull it up. Because Dubin- it's...
1: Dabinsky was the, the Nash deal, I thought. Broussard and Nash came over in two different deals.
0: Okay, hold on. I'll look up
2: the Nash trade.
0: Let's see. Rick Nash traded to New York Rangers for three players. Yeah, it was Anisimov. It was Dabinsky, Anisimov, and Tim Erickson, and the first round pick. So it was a big package.
1: Yeah. So Major L.
0: Now look up up the
1: Brassard deal. Now look up the Brassard deal.
0: Okay. The Brassard for the advantage. I mean, that was a huge win. No, no,
1: no, no. no, The the Brassard to the Rangers.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
1: No, that was the Rick Nash deal.
0: Brassard traded. To the Senators by the Rangers for, for Mika Sabet and the second round pick.
2: No, before that, to get We're, Broussard before we. Yeah, who that, did we right. trade oh, to okay.
1: Columbus? <laughs> Put the fucking Miller light down. Who did we trade to Columbus for did we sign? Broussard?
2: Did we sign Broussard?
1: No, we, that
2: was a trade. That was definitely a trade.
0: Okay, sorry. I'm like, I got confused here. This will all be edited out.
2: Okay, all right, so I got it. So we got Brassard, Derek Dorsett, John Moore, and a two- 2014 sixth round pick for Marion Gabrick, Blake Parlett, and Steve Delisle. Gabrick was the piece that we really – We traded missed. him back – well, not back, but we traded him <laughs> back to that area.
1: So that's actually big, that's actually major W for the Rangers, big-time W for the Yes. Group. So Brassard
0: was a part of two Ws for the Rangers.
1: Yes. A W coming in, a W going out. Because not only did I like Derek Roussard, but I also really liked Johnny Moore. Cool. I
0: loved fucking... What's his face? And
1: Dorset. 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 Was,
2: yeah. He was a firecracker. Dorset uh, was like Brandon Prust light Totally.
1: So yeah, Brandon Dubinsky, that's my first. That's my... Okay. First. So I think my second most under undervalued player... Is same era Ryan Callahan. Yeah, I think we like the locker room changed without mm-hmm. Ryan Callahan. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I loved I loved Marty Saint Louis. I think Marty Saint Louis had some really amazing moments in that in that playoff run. Uh, like the Mother's Day goal, like after his mom died. Oh, against so like, Montreal, like, yeah. 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 Like, he that had some shit really was amazing- sick. Well, oh, Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. that's it. Uh, He had some really amazing moments, but I don't know. Brandon Callahan was our guy. You know, and it was just tough to see him in any other jersey but a Ranger jersey. Uh, well, it, that was, he had, I mean, like, we talk about
0: Torts ruining guys. Like, he had a pretty short stay with Tampa, and then that was it. He was done. Like he yes, couldn't
1: six years with Tampa.
0: Yeah, but he didn't play as many games as you would he would have probably liked to. And he was like a third line center.
1: Yeah. Well, he went to Tampa as like a like a complimentary. He became like a more of a complimentary piece in Tampa where he was I don't know, he was our guy. I don't know. He was He's just captain of those guys. the team. I remember American boy. I remember, I, like I don't know if you guys remember me just like screaming in the bar after this happened. You don't trade the captain. You don't Which trade time? The <laughs> Yeah. After this trade, I hated this fucking trade. You just you don't trade a guy like Ryan Callahan. He's just one of those heart and soul guys that you just, you know. I don't know. That's my opinion at least. Unless you're unless you're in a rebuild, you don't trade a guy like Ryan Callahan.
0: Who did, we, who did that second-round pick end up being? Because it was San Luis and a second-round pick. Who did that end up being? Now I have uh, to look at this. I couldn't
2: tell you. Probably do, nobody. Do you have any more players, uh, Brendan? Yeah, I have.
1: I have one more. I have one more guy that I'd like to talk about who I think is maybe the most underappreciated hockey player of all time. Definitely the most underappreciated ranger of all time. And I know you're both going to laugh at me when I say it. Because of how much he is appreciated, and I still think he's not appreciated enough. And that's the king. That's Henrik. I, I don't think we know, like I don't think anybody truly knew how good we had it for as long as we had it with yeah. Henrik and
2: I, I'm so glad you said you said that because uh just earlier today I was watching the the game seven against the Capitals. When they won 2-1 to close out the series, the Rangers. The game that we watched at Carlo's bachelor party at Wolfgang's When they brought the TV (laughs) into our special room for us. Baller status. Amazing. Dude, he was standing on his fucking head the entire game. He he won that series. Do you remember how wild
1: McSorley's was after that game? We we got got kicked
0: out. We
2: got kicked out of...
0: So politely asked to leave. For
2: for, for you that have never been to Manhattan or McSorley's, the oldest pub in Manhattan in New York City, or one of yeah, one, one of. of well, it's like the, the longest continuation yeah. uh, uh, bar. Um, nobody's ever been thrown out of McSorley's. I have twice. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And one once of those... <laughs> once was Carlos' bachelor party, right. And, and that time, we were probably rolling, I don't know,
0: 15, 20. 15,
2: yeah, 15, <laughs> 20 deep. And the place was packed as it is. And there's giant wooden tape round tables. And everybody's singing. Not just us. Everybody's singing and chanting and, and carrying on. You could barely hear somebody talking to you that's right next to you. We were so rowdy that two gentlemen came up to us and asked us to leave because we yeah. were we were getting
1: everybody else yeah. crazier yeah yeah just for context uh McSorley's has a legendary history of like a historical relationship with the rangers going back mm. to like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s when rangers used to like actual players from the team used to go hang out at the bar after the games and There's always going to be – like that bar is always going to be packed with Ranger fans after a game, and it's real rowdy after a win and kind of dangerous after a bad loss. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, they'll be chanting the goal song. And, yeah, that night we got kicked out for dancing on tables and trying to get on the bar, and that was a good night. That was a good night. Well, when you have a
2: 270-pound former uh, defensive lineman – uh rolling with you and he's dancing on the table (laughs) screaming at the top of his lungs it doesn't help your cause if you want to stay there and drink yeah
1: so yeah anyway getting back to to hank yeah i think you know obviously everybody loves hank but i don't think anybody really when you when you hear the way ranger fans talk about igor when he has a bad game here and there or when you hear them talk about like our backup goalies like oh Georgiev is trash and Talbot was you know, Talbot is this and Hawak was that. and We have like our backup goalies are starting goalies everywhere else in the league. They just look like trash when they are compared to a guy like Hank night in and night out. The biggest crime in American sports is not only that Henrik doesn't have a championship, that he doesn't have six or seven championships i don't know the exact stat but there's some ridiculous stat that says like if the rangers would have simply averaged like 2.5 goals a night hank would have like seven stanley cups he's one of the greatest hockey players of all time he's a historically great hockey player you know people in new york city people treat him like Derek jeter Right, right? Yeah. But I think people don't understand that he's not Derek Jeter. He's Jackie Robinson. He's Ted Williams. He's Lawrence. T- he's a historical figure in the sport. That's how fucking good he was.
0: So this is a complete failure by Glenn
1: Sather. Complete failure. To like, this get this guy, this guy, guy a ha- Yeah. Complete failure. I mean, he, everywhere else, his skates touched ice. He won championships, except for the NHL. He's Which, won. He's 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 won gold medals. He, he, and and, he, and
2: that's that's a testament to the Rangers organization and how poorly mismanaged over the years that they've uh, treated people with insane amounts of skill. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we are past that with La Violette coming in, bringing it back to today and in the current. Now and we can put the our best skate forward and and get ready for the season and really put the fucking screws to the rest of the league.
0: It's kind of close out, I guess, the Henrik Lundqvist thought it's a more of a testament to Henrik Lundqvist to not ask for a trade six years yeah. earlier than he got one. And you know, it's like he could have won a cup anywhere in his league, you know, and also but, now, to more to your point, Dave, like it's also Chris Drury's new vision about yes. what's going on. It's just a shame that Hank was a generation early. Yeah, and
2: and slay Slather, Slather fucking held on way too long. Yeah, fucking yeah. snake.
1: Let me ask you guys a question because this is something that went through my mind, Uh and I, I'm wondering if it went through your minds as well. Not last season and the debacle that was, but the season prior, our Eastern Conference final run. Mm -hmm. When we went up two games to nothing on Tampa in a very impressive manner in the Eastern Conference final, am I the only one who thought to myself, if this team wins the fucking cup the year after Henrik is gone, I'm going to fucking vomit. I'm going to (laughs) vomit. Definitely
2: had those vibes a hundred percent. It just, it, it didn't seem right. It was like almost like, and I don't want to say that I was glad that they lost, but it was, it was just like, uh, okay, you know, it, it kind of would have felt disrespectful, whether it was or not, you know, it just, to me, I agree with you. It would have felt
1: a fucking shame. Especially yeah. with the way we treated him at the end. Like this guy at his worst was still head and shoulders above league average. Mm-hmm. And you know, in his later years, and you know, hi, and you'd see so many people, it's time for Henrik to hang him up. It's time for Henrik to hang him up. Motherfucker, you kiss the ground that Hank walks on if you're and you do it gladly because he's the greatest ranger to ever play the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know And what's crazy is that Igor might be better. Igor (laughs) might be better.
0: Yeah. Well, to answer your question, Brendan, if the Rangers would have won that cup, because I, come at me, I'm a Rangers fan. I love Henrik Lundqvist. But, like, I'll take a Rangers cup over a Lundqvist cup any day of the week. So it's like, hey, you know, it sucks, man. Sorry. But wrong place, wrong time. That's kind of like my mentality. And that sounds cold and callous, but I would have taken that Rangers Cup yeah.
1: I, if I so if we think, could have
0: gotten it. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I think hockey fans need to think more like basketball fans. I, you know, hockey fans are so quick to like side to like to throw their allegiance in with the organization and underappreciate the player. Well, I mean, you know, with
0: basketball, like the players move around so much.
1: Well, that's because there's no
0: reason to have an allegiance to a player,
1: right? Well, in basketball, the basketballs, the NBA is a fuck around and find out league. You don't want to spend money. You have fucked around. Now, now you will. Now you find out. Right. Unless you're the
2: Brooklyn Nets.
0: Yeah. You, so you should spend money, and you don't <laughs> find anything out.
1: <laughs> right. Like it's insane that we're like, oh man, I hope we don't have to pay Keandre Miller more than three point eight million dollars, when like the fucking fifty third guy off the bench for the New York Knicks makes twenty million dollars a year, <laughs> you know? But that's because hockey, you know, the NHL is a dumb league run by dumb people, and we're number five now. Did you hear this? Here's a good way to close off a hockey podcast. Let's make <laughs> this. Let's make this our closing thought, shall we? Okay, uh, really. sure. for the, For the first time ever. Hockey is no longer since since the creation of the NHL. Hockey is no longer the number four sport in America. It has dropped to number five. It has been replaced by American Major League Soccer.
0: That's brutal. And you know I blame ESPN for that.
1: I blame I blame Gary Bettman. That's who I blame. Sure, Gary but like- Bettman is in bed with this fucking insidious owner group who wants the league to stay exactly where it is. it's They, they make just enough money to keep them fucking rich, but it, it doesn't have enough popularity for players to make real money and have real power in this league. Yeah, if, if,
0: you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but riddle me this. If the NHL had no salary cap or, like, the NBA's pretend salary cap, right? Hockey fans would hate it because there's no loyalty to teams. You'd have fucking Alexander Ovechkin. He'd be on 16 different teams at this point in his career. Hockey fans, like, they would not have any – like, that loyalty you're speaking of would be completely out the window. No one would give a crap. And, you know, they would – yeah, they'd like the team – And the league would make a ton of money sure but the things that hockey fans like hockey fans not just the owners the fans like the league the way it is the fans are the ones that hold it back gary bettman is doing a great job catering to his audience catering to his customer base he's doing exactly what they want
1: but there could be But we're we're closing. We're creating an environment that doesn't invite in new fans. Hockey? Have you met a hockey fan? They yeah, yeah, they love new fans and they will bring in new
0: fans all the time. But have you talked hockey with a new hockey
1: fan? It's like and I lose basketball. Yeah, anybody can say, oh yeah, shoot ball and hoop. This guy's good, great. Well, first of all, basketball is an incredibly complicated sport. Let's not undermine how complicated. Basketball is, or football is, or baseball is. I'm not under right? my. I, I'm it's just not sports, as complicated as hockey. These sports are not making more money because they're better than hockey. These sports are making more money because they are they are being marketed better than hockey. That
2: is the crux of the issue. I don't marketability.
1: They are being look, and I get it. Baseball and hockey and and basketball are far more accessible sports than hockey, but football really isn't. It, I played both, and I can tell you firsthand. Yeah, but football costs,
0: is one game a week,
1: and you just get drunk more. and watch it all day. And it, I'm talking about from a little kid perspective. Okay, it costs just as much for to sign your kids up for football as it does for hockey. No, you know, no, it might be a, it might be a little. If, you're, if your kids a goalie, ice time alone,
0: like ice time it. alone blows football out of the water.
2: Hockey is is by and large the most expensive sport to play.
0: Because it, it, between it, it, ice time
2: and the equipment and, and the amount of games that you have to play, it, it's just and, – and the medical bills. Like, think about how many more kids get but hurt it's, playing it's,
1: it's It's lack of popularity leads to a lack of funding, right? Like, if, if nobody – like, if nobody wanted to play football, you wouldn't – like, high schools wouldn't have a free football field for kids to play on. You know what I'm saying? They would have to rent field time somewhere because that field would be taken up by soccer if soccer was the most popular sport.
0: I I I get your point, and I, I don't disagree, but I think the premise is wrong because baseball, soccer, football, and to a lesser extent, but similar, basketball, they can all use just public space and you can do it anywhere. Yeah. Hockey, you need a sheet of ice, which doesn't exist in the entire Northern Hemisphere for four months out of the year, if not eight months out of the year. Okay, so now you need to have a building that is air-conditioned and climate-controlled to produce ice. Enough ice to have, what, 12, 13, 14, 15 people to skate on at once. It's, It's expensive. Ice time is... That's what it is because you can't even get as a high school hockey team. You can't even unless you have your own rink as a private school. You can't even get high school kids to practice unless it's midnight because that's when the ice time is free and oh. cheap. What I'm saying or is four, four in the morning.
1: Do, or four do, you, in, think, it's do you think that the yeah. average that the average household income is higher in New York or in Saskatoon? The New accessibility York is,
2: the accessibility in Saskatoon outweighs the accessibility in New why? York City. Why?
1: Why, Dave?
2: Why? It's, it's it's generally colder, so you. Can why, are,
1: why are there more indoor places to play hockey in Saskatoon? Culturally. Be, be, it's a cultural well,
2: thing, culture, and because it's
1: more popular
2: and no, real estate. And real where are you estate? gonna fucking
1: put a rink in
2: New York City? Bro, you can barely find any fuck. I can't even drive home anymore from fucking Manhattan in right. a timely manner. You can sit, fucking twelve you, o'clock at night on you a you Monday. Can, you could
1: you could you could put rinks all over Staten Island. There are rinks all over New Jersey. There's there are rinks all over North. There's New a Jersey. lot more real
2: estate in New Jersey, right?
1: That they they're through the roof. Be, they're through the roof because they don't generate money in any other way. Nobody goes to hot. Nobody goes in, in Saskatoon. People show up. To watch 13-year-olds play hockey yeah. and they buy concessions. Right. Like, that doesn't happen in America. Exactly. That, happen- that happens it, when 12 and 13 and 14-year-olds play football in America.
0: Do you it, think it is a question
1: that... of marketing? It
2: is a marketing question. It, it's not entirely marketing. It's like when you played f- high school football, you were given pads, weren't you? Why? Why? Because there's
1: funding. Be- there was be- funding because allocated it, because for it's popular an, things.
2: It's an American sport. One, so th- there's a huge patriotic push between that basketball and baseball. That that that's a huge factor. So that's less equipment you have to buy. If you're a hockey player, you have to buy every ounce of equipment that you're wearing, I, I and that's that. at least at least a thousand dollars. At right. least if you're not a goaltender,
1: right? You know. But here's so, here's here's what I'm saying to you. What you just everything you just said comes down to marketing. Right, because it's what makes football more patriotic than hockey. Does football have more fucking purple hearts than hockey? Well,
2: they sign up with the with did, the military right, too. Did, so, football, you know.
1: <laughs> did football fucking storm the beaches of Normandy? You would think. You think know, they know did. what I mean? It's marketing. It's it's all marketing. It's a what lack mean? of marketing on Gary Batman's part.
0: All right, so and this is a little bit of inside Here's baseball, Brandon, because I know you hate Southern hockey. What's the marketing play that you the NHL could do to like make more people like it? I don't know. If it's I, not if going knew, to the south apparently.
1: If I knew that, I would have a lot more money than I do now. <laughs> so <laughs> then, what, is it, what are you saying? Because uh, look, think- what I'm saying, oh, first of all, that's a that's a bullshit argument. I don't have <laughs> to be good. I don't have to be good at something to know that you're bad at something, right? I don't have to be good at fucking trapeze to to know that to to know that you falling all the fucking time means that you're bad at it. Do you get know what I'm saying? That's I not my to, argument. I don't well, have to be good at hockey marketing to know that Gary Bettman is bad at it. Well, okay? it it's also
2: to, it's also easier to market things uh things like fo- uh, basketball and baseball because you see the players' faces. So that there's a lot more exposure. Uh, the you know hockey in general you're covered up in in full equipment all the time. Yes, football is an outlier, but because football is so ingrained in the American culture for the last, what, 80 years. It's, it's been a professional, almost 80 years, uh, 70 years or so that it's been like a professional uh, organization. It's like, all right, so. Oh,
1: so, so really like some truth dude, there, dude. I, I
2: went I went to a high school football game in Texas a few years ago, uh, like six years ago. And we went to this small, uh, we went to Colleen. It's like 45 minutes north or a half hour north of Boston. And the entire town was shut down. The stands were almost packed. The stadium was a fucking $10 million stadium. They had giant jumbotrons in each end zone to show replays, real-time replays of a high school football game. They had Chick-fil-A at the fucking high school stadium. It 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 it's 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 a it is a very cultural thing. It's it's more easily marketable to go to a football game once a week than to go to a hot uh, four hockey games in a week, you know, or practice on to that matter. Like it's it's there's so it's not it's not just one thing. It's a whole slew of things that make it harder for 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 hockey to be accepted in American culture, and to be marketed. The, well, you know,
1: then, then there needs to be restructuring. There's no, no the, there's, there needs to be restructuring. There's no the problem in
2: Canada. There is zero problem with hockey in Canada on every level. They have the space, they have the time, and they have it ingrained in their culture.
1: And I think if Gary Bettman would have done his job correctly, it would have been more ingrained in our culture. Gary areas. Bettman has made the NHL don't do it. Don't insanely do it. more profitable <laughs> than it has ever been fucking, in the history of the world. Better not okay? fucking. I,
2: I hate him, but he's but Carlo. I hate Bettman, but Carlo's right.
1: I you
0: know what? I don't hate him. I don't give a shit. He doesn't do any he, what has he done wrong besides like the Atlanta Thrashers, he, sure. He, okay, he just
2: hasn't done enough
0: right. And I think it's time
2: for him but to step I think, down and to get
0: younger blood
2: into the into the NHL marketplace. You guys to forget
0: that Gary Bettman made the NBA what the NBA is today. He's dealing with a tougher sport now because basketball, football, baseball, soccer. <laughs> all you have to do is go outside with a single ball. How many of us all we play football on the street? We played football in a field. We played football anyway. You don't need equipment to play football. Or I want to play hockey. Or I need a stick. I need skates. I need a puck. i need can use a garbage can for a short Sure. But like skates. You ever buy a pair of blades? They're fucking expensive. Yeah. You know, like you can have... Like it doesn't... The average... You want to talk about incomes or whatever. If I could just buy my kid a basketball or buy them a pair of skates and a stick... What's going to be more expensive there?
2: Right. and and, so, and this is, is
0: people, kids, from the moment they're able to do a sport, they're able to do every sport except hockey
2: easily. Th- there's a reason, too, why, you know, you look at soccer as being the world's most popular sport is because anybody poor to rich can get a fucking ball for the most part yeah. or, or have a makeshift ball. And you don't even need cleats You have look at all the look at all these Brazilian kids. Look at all these uh, other poor Latin American countries, or even just overseas, that play soccer because it's 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 just easier to find a field, find an empty lot, and have a ball. That's it. That is the. That's all you need. You can fucking draw lines on a on a handball wall to make a goal. Like yeah, it's 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 so. It's just so much easier.
0: And more to that point, every municipality in America has a basketball court. Yes. As crowded as it may be, every single one has a basketball court. Where is there a place to skate? Yeah, You could skate on the basketball court, but there's people playing basketball on it.
1: I I maintain my argument that if it was more popular, the facilities would be present, and they would be more accessible, and they'd be cheaper to use. But I I think that that,
0: that this is like a chicken or the egg. Parents are not going to sign their kids up for hockey because they're not hockey fans themselves. The kids are not going to grow up to not be hockey fans, and they're not going to sign their kids up for hockey.
2: It it, right? it's, it takes extreme dedication from parents to yeah. get I their just, kids
1: enrolled in hockey. I don't like that hockey has become an elitist sport in the States. It always was. It, yeah. It, it always was. Yeah, I just was I
0: never don't, was I don't like
2: that. Like tennis.
0: Yeah, it's like tennis, like golf, like yeah. Any other like any of those country club sports, hockey. It's it's the price of entry is too great, and there's not enough places to play it.
2: And I think on that, we're just gonna have to agree <laughs> to disagree, and that's just the skinny of it. That that's the reality of it, and there is no one answer to fix everything. Yes, we're taking it to heart because we are diehard hockey fans, Ranger fans at that. And you know you just gotta let it, you gotta let it go. It sucks, but
1: well, I, stay, stay tuned for episode four where we will discuss the the systematic uh, dilemmas with uh, with the club with the yeah. American hockey class system. Well,
0: all right. Well, that's our show. Thank you all for listening. Remember, follow us on Twitter, RangerThings23. For Dave Pacheco, goodbye, fellow Ranger fans. For Brendan Lyons.
1: Fuck you, Gary Batman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Thank you.